Welcome to Morning Coffee and Mimosas. I'm Christina. And I'm Joe. We are a father-daughter duo. We come here Sunday mornings, but you can come here anytime you please. We banter about life, about business, and we do it over coffee and mimosas. Good morning, Christina. Good morning, Faj. We are here again, and I'm excited about this episode. I am too. Good. Breakfast got a little weird this morning, though. <laughs> well, we're not, not going to go into that. <laughs> no, I'm going to go into it this uh -oh. morning. Uh oh. <laughs> because my mom offered me cod. <laughs> she was very excited about the cod she made for dinner last night. <laughs> so I show up here this morning. <laughs> I'm having coffee with with that, right? We had to do a quick breakfast this morning. So she offers me a piece of cod with like an olive tapenade on it. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I could start the day with no, cod no. and olive tapenade. So we you were... to get out of your comfort zone. Come on. Yeah, but we were... We, it kind of spurred an idea for a, maybe a spinoff show. <laughs> we were thinking maybe morning coffee and cod. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not going there. We're, and no it would be like, it would be just like all weird things that yeah. don't go together that we'll just talk about. Yeah. Well, I think a different did, stream of consciousness, kind did, of like I just had right Like now. you just did. So you did it. Yeah. But you didn't have that. You had a normal breakfast. So anyway, breakfast got very weird this morning. Yeah. Well... It could have. It, it almost got it, very, it did very not weird. Get weird, right? But exactly. things in the Graziano household over here are getting a little weird because well, cod is coming out before 10 a.m. on a was, Saturday. It was a very delicious dinner last night, and she was very proud of it. And there was a piece left, and she was offering it to you. It so. was very nice. It was just a timing issue. That's all. <laughs> it wasn't really guess, weird. It was just timing. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. we we haven't reviewed the published like timing of of all foods and when they can come out and can't well who says breakfast has to be breakfast stuff that is true there you are people who wake up for dinner people have cold pizza in the morning sometimes i have done that I actually know. and so. i've woken i've i've had you know my cold lo mein from the night before as my first meal of the day so um, who am i to judge really stop right criticizing mom she offered you a real delicious meal potentially I guess so. it was just the time of day i guess all. i just draw the line at fish in the morning <laughs> like okay <laughs> I don't have very many lines as far as food and when I'll eat them, but fish in the morning. So you've just never fell heard of off. a ham and fish omelet <laughs> or no. a cheese and fish. But I omelet? guess you know. I guess people do have like locks and cream cheese in the morning. So you know what? Duh. You know what, listeners? I am so sorry for this little digression here, Dad. I'm sorry for my uh, aggression around the cod this morning. I think you maybe owe your I'm mom the, an apology. Maybe I'm the one with the problem here. <laughs> You owe your mom an apology. I'm sorry, mom. Thank you for wanting to feed me cod. <laughs> Thank you for wanting to feed me in general. <laughs> Very anyway, good. Anyway, I'm sorry. All right. I don't well, even see, know. What are we even doing here well, this, this morning, this Dad? This fits into, unfortunately, <laughs> managing change. <laughs> so what happened was, see, last week we talked about managing change like for ourselves, like within ourselves. Mm -hmm. We want to change something. Today's episode is managing change from the outside, and, and mom forced that on you this morning she by tried tried to change your breakfast motif or routine and i i showed i exhibited signs of you know really falling back on what i know and i didn't have an open mind to no. the change that was no. thrown at me this morning no so i think this episode is very timely because it's, it it appears that i need it it's extremely timely that's it that's right and i would like to uh, before we start I, I have to say this because you know we get um listeners write to us either on sometimes directly 
sometimes through Instagram or something. Smoke signals. Smoke signals. But we get uh, we get we listener love comments listener and we feedback. love your comments. So please keep it going. But this one was so funny because it was listener Jim. I won't give his name. And uh, you just gave a, his name. Well, not his full name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he would be upset giving his name. But um, it's a very private community that listens really, to morning coffee and mimosas. They don't want to so, be exposed. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, it's so funny, like we have all these topics and, and we're, you know, hopefully helping you with, you know, information and just giving you stuff to learn. Or giving you people to laugh at. Exactly. And Jim sent a message and he said, thanks for the 36 minute podcast. I burned 200 calories and walked two miles because Jim listens to us when he gets on the treadmill. (laughs) And we had a little banter back and forth, Jim and I, and he said that he puts the his headphones on and when he gets on the treadmill, he turns on our podcast. And if it's long, he exercises longer. <laughs> if it's short, he exercises less. So like our 10 minute or 15 minute episodes don't make for don't much make of for, a sweat. Correct. So what do you was, say? Should we talk for like 90 minutes today? Evidently, we could give him a heart attack. But See what you're in store for right, here, Jim. It was just great. Thanks for the 36 minute <laughs> podcast because he burned 200 calories and walked two miles. So That's so great. We are helping people in ways we don't even realize how we're helping people. So, <laughs> Well, and I guess this brings up a good point. Listeners, what is the right time? Do you want more of <laughs> this do you want us to talk for less time do you want you know a quick five minutes like what what is it that whatever we'll do we'll accommodate the time (laughs) yeah what is the time how long do you want to listen to us blab yeah and are (laughs) are we of use to you from the topics or just by the length of time and how you listen to us right so yeah but you know what we could i mean speaking of change we keep talking we could just like change bodies one minute at a time yeah yeah, yeah. Or tell us your commute to work, and if it's a ninety-minute commute, we'll do a ninety-minute exercise uh, episode every occasionally. Oh my god, I can't if even imagine a, how know, much trouble know. we'd get ourselves in if we talked for ninety we'd minutes. We have no listeners for ninety minutes. <laughs> we would be canceled. I know. <laughs> we, <laughs> we spoke would. for a full ninety minutes. I'm sure one of us would end up saying something stupid. <laughs> you mean we don't already? <laughs> <laughs> we always say something stupid. But. This is good. So this this episode is on managing change, and we just want to talk about it from the standpoint of outside change. So something happens, either either happens to us where we have to change, or something new is going on and we have to change. You know, and I always like to use the example of the software got updated that you use, and you're like, really seriously. You know, or something like that. Well, so. even it's this is a, a good topic because last week we talked about managing change within ourselves and change that we want for ourselves. Mm-hmm. But so much change, to your good point, so much change is out of our control. Right. And I think that that's something, it's something that is apparent in business, like when you work for an organization, when you mm-hmm. own an organization, if you're an entrepreneur, it's also very, you know, very relevant in life. How many people go through relationship changes because, you know, maybe somebody's going through a divorce because one party decided they didn't want to be a part of a relationship right. anymore mm-hmm. or a loss, right? 
or illness or any number of things. I mean, I'm, I'm bringing up a bunch of negatives there. Sometimes external change can be really good. You get a promotion that well, you weren't exactly. expecting or you have a new baby or you're getting married. There's so many external changes that happen. But in the world we live in right now, it feels like change is happening every single day and every year is bringing about like right. fundamental new shifts. Mm -hmm. The last two years, right? We completely changed the way all of us lived, operated, You're socialized. Correct. Yeah. I hate to even say the word pandemic because we're just all so tired of it. But right. I, it, literally, I mean, every single person, if we all look at the way we all as an entire world adapted over the last few years, I mean, any any single person could talk about how to manage external change with the experience we all had over the last few years. Right. And even, you know, who would have thought about supply limitations and chip shortages and can't buy a car because they don't not making them because they can't you, you know what i mean like right. there, there's so many weird things that are going on right now and then inflation and, i mean and i brought and, my car in for service this morning at the wayne lincoln mm -hmm. and there was literally i looked around the lot and i said to myself wow there is not one new car on this lot no every single car so if i went there six months ago or a year ago or two years ago no, probably more likely ago. yeah every car would have been you know the 2022 model a 2021 model already right. you know that yeah. year prior whatever every single car 2018 2019 yeah, it's all the 2020 seen, right. there was a few 2021s but uh -huh. i mean crazy like your new car dealerships are now Just adapting car and changing <laughs> right. to focusing on used car to sales to make money yeah and service and things like that so right. it's just there is so much change happening constantly externally that is pushed on us. And That's it's right. up to us to either figure out how to how to evolve and take advantage of the change or get just completely crushed by it. Right. And, and there's a lot of us that just take it in stride. And most people do. You know, you, you kind of take it in stride. But there there is the the changes that happen that scare us, you know, potentially. Right. So this fear of the unknown fear of loss of you know what was like your lease was coming up and then you used to be able to just go back in and get another car and now you, you can't and i know it sucks silly you know whatever but it's not so what are some of the things that you people go through when there is a change you know like so let's look at first our our reactions to change what are some ways that we could negatively be impacted by this well i think I think one negative that comes pretty pretty consistently with change is fear. Mm -hmm. Because people feel a fear of anything that's unknown. True. Typically. There are certainly people that step into fear and maybe overcome that or are fueled by it. But I think more than likely, people are challenged by fear because they don't know what's going to come next. Right. And uncertainty and things like that. So change often can present a lot of higher levels of anxiety. I think that's something that people have experienced over the last several years that maybe have never experienced things like that before mm -hmm. because you just don't know. And I think that's the thing that's kind of interesting about change is there's micro changes that happen sometimes throughout a day, a week, a month, a year, whatever, that we don't even really notice. Right. That yeah. you're not you're not like hyper aware of. Correct. There's big changes, right, that you we're all aware it, you of. You even know it. Like right. the price of gas has gone up significantly. We right. all notice that. Yeah. But there's little changes, right? Like before it was, maybe that's a good example. 
before it was, you know, a spike of a dollar, it was pennies and you don't really notice that. Right. But it's changing, right? Yeah. But it would go up, it would go down, it would go up, it would go down. So you kind of, you can, you don't think much of it. Right. When it's $2 a gallon more than it was before. All of a sudden you recognize that change. And now you have to adjust your, your life because if you're going to spend two or 300 more a month, and you didn't make you're not making that right. much more, right? And this the whole point of this isn't to talk about the gas prices and we're all no, tired it's just of that. It's, but it's the point is change. that sometimes sometimes the changes my point was sometimes the changes are so tiny we don't see them coming mm-hmm. until they're like slapping us in the face. Right. So part of managing change is also starting to get in tune to the little changes that ultimately are gonna become the big changes. Right. So right. you might like in a relationship, you might notice little changes with like a friendship. Maybe somebody's pulling away a little bit and mm-hmm. it's just a little bit different. And you can choose to recognize the change early and maybe do something about it and ask the question. Or maybe eventually it becomes where that relationship is just not there anymore. Right. Because you've let the little changes become a big Slip. change. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. And, you know, another one is a lot of companies are going back into into work right so there was a major change two years ago where we were home you know and then it's like okay we're home and you had to adjust to that so you had new new setups at home and knew how to work and and those were inconveniences right because you had a maybe there's distractions with kids and this and you had that whole thing now we're here for two years and this is what i want to get to about change now we're going to go back to work and there are people saying, well, I have a nice routine here now. I was able to get my laundry done during the week instead of on the week, you know. And whatever. I also realized because I wasn't talking to, you know, Joe in the corner for 20 minutes <laughs> right. about what he had for lunch, I was able to get a lot more done during my day. Correct. And so this is something I wanted to bring out about change is that. That didn't trigger you that I was talking about yeah, no, you. I, heard, yeah, I would imagine that's what it's like yeah. in your office. Yeah, people are like, oh, here we are talking to him about his paella again. Yeah, it's Joe again. You know, he, just, he doesn't <laughs> shut up, and I can't get anything done. <laughs> I was trying to just move past that, but, and see, that was a little micro change that I was trying to ignore, and then you just slapped me in the face with it. Yeah, right? but I'm trying to stop. I'm, I'm trying to look change in the eye. I know. There you go. But um, the funny thing, or the interesting thing about change, is if we stop thinking about change and just live, then it's not so onerous or horrible. Because two years ago there was a massive shift to working at home. Now there's a massive shift to going back to work if you work in an office, not retail and stuff like that. And people are upset about that. They were upset about working from home, then they were upset about going back. The point is everything changes all the time. A hundred percent. And I think the biggest thing is like, what a benefit if you can be, I mean, we've talked about resilience, you name it. But if you can be somebody that is unbothered, and what I mean by that is fixation is probably the biggest detriment that any of us have in change. I love that. Go ahead. Talk about it. Fixating on what's happening and the change is what creates, I think, the fear and the uncertainty because you start creating visions of what that change is going to be that aren't there yeah you start kind of like creating you you start your brain goes to the negative of oh well what does that change mean and i think the fixation is the biggest challenge because the more you fixate on it 
the more you start to fear it, the more you start to try and push it away. Yeah. And rather than step into it and figure out how do you, yeah, like how do you make that change part of your environment? Or how do you take that change and look for the opportunity? Because in all change, there's opportunities. Mm -hmm. Like you just mentioned the work from, you know, the virtual working environment. Right. A lot of people were really apprehensive to that. And well, how am I going to get things done? And there were certainly a lot of people that had that didn't have an ideal situation to accommodate a work from home environment. But I think what a lot of people learned is as they embraced it. I mean, there were people that I worked with that had always been in an office for the last 30 years that then started working from home and actually said, "I, I always thought I couldn't do it. But it actually presented some opportunities for being more present with their family or being able to, you know, start to embrace a hobby that they had, not because they weren't working as hard, but because they had more time Yeah, because they they didn't have a commute. Well, correct. And I'm just going to give you a brief example about that. There's always been conference calls, right? And video calls, right? Go to meeting and all this other kind of stuff. But it was funny because it was always like your... There was somebody in the office who would set that up for you or, or make it happen or whatever. Now, because of Zoom and, and Microsoft Teams and so on, everybody has now the ability, because of this change, software companies built it into the stuff. And, and I know if you're listening and say, well, I don't work in a big office, just stay with me a minute. We all have the ability to, quote, hop on a conference call in a second. Google Meet, it's built into your Gmail, it's built into your calendar, it's built into your phone. And I'm noticing, like, I'm having meetings with people in Texas, California, India, or whatever, in a heartbeat. Like, that would never happen before. It would be a a major thing, like, well, okay, let's make it for next Tuesday at three o'clock. And, you know, my point is, the change actually created a bigger closeness and a, a more immediate way for people to get together instead of it being, yeah, I can I can come over Tuesday or instead of it always being in person. Right. You know? And and if you just think about what, what happened, how much was incorporated into our devices, into our phones and how so if we I love your point, if we stop fixating on what changed and just absorb it and say yeah, okay, so what do I have to do? Where is the opportunity right. in this for me, right? right? Because there's right. an oppor- in every negative there it's kind of like the law of what is it? The law I'm going to screw this up. You will. But the- <laughs> you were doing so well. I'm going to screw this up. But the law of like there's, you know, the negatives and positives of every situation. I know there's probably a scientific term for that, you know, that I d- I'm missing here, but that's that's just <laughs> What, it's what, a law I don't understand. It's a law I don't, law know, I don't get. But <laughs> but there's the positives in my you know the negatives, and what that means is that with every negative there's a positive, and with every positive there's a negative. Right. And finding in the negative situation what is the opportunity. Correct. And I look at that with my industry being in graphics communications. Uh-huh. That has been an industry outside of you know outside of process improvements and things like that and things that we as a company maybe do that's you know got is a competitive differentiator the graphics communications industry print services has been an industry that's been commoditized for years depending right. on what you're talking about uh-huh. well you throw in the supply chain shortages paper shortages capacity issues that are wow. happening because of labor 
all of a sudden a commodity is no longer a commodity. Mm-hmm. Now print services, because there's certain things that companies need to do. They need to market their brands. They need to send out critical communications to their customers. All of a sudden that is no longer a commodity. So if you can do it, if you, you, you can, can do, do it, it, right? You have an advantage. So there's an now. opportunity there, right? right? And right. and it presents a whole lot of new conversations with new customers, be potential customers that maybe the door had been closed with for years because they've been in a situation where they were comfortable and didn't right. have to look at change. Right. But, you know, from a sales perspective, this change has created a lot of new opportunities. That's correct. Not yeah. to say that it's easy and there's not challenges, right? Mm-hmm. Because you've got all of the external factors. But if you were just looking at, oh my God, it's hard to get paper. Oh my gosh, there's labor shortages. And you can dwell and you can um, fixate on all of those negatives. Or you can say, I can talk to so many new people now because everybody is challenged with the same thing. Right. I may not be able to win all of them, but maybe I can open up a conversation with somebody that I didn't have a conversation right. with before. Right. So this brings out a great point. When you stop fixating, when you accept, when I say accept, you don't roll over and play dead. You bring it all in and then literally say, how can I benefit from this? There is a, there is a silver lining in everything. You know, and that, now we're talking about maybe what you might consider negative, but it, it's such a freeing attitude instead of, you know, saying, oh, darn, this just happened or that yeah. just happened and so on. So much of it is mindset. I mean, mm-hmm. we were talking about gas prices before. That could be uh, you can fixate on all that you can't do because now maybe it costs you a lot more to fill your tank, costs you a lot more to buy groceries, costs you a lot more to fly where you want to go for a vacation. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's an opportunity to explore areas that are closer to home that you never took advantage of. Right. Um, and maybe it's an opportunity or, for it. Just there's always or, opportunities. or look at it forces you to maybe look at what you're spending money on and and say, you know, I, I gee, if I get rid of the, you know, I have Netflix and I have HBO Max and I have this and I have that and whatever and I don't really watch that. You know, you know, what I'm saying like. Yeah, you start yeah. to think more critically about like the things you actually enjoy and exactly. and start to kind of free yourself up a little bit. That's why we had cod last night in, in, <laughs> instead of a uh, prime rib, you know, because so, it's cheaper. Than, than the <laughs> is, that, is that so? <laughs> uh, no, I don't know, but that was just, just an example. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I think like the fear and the, you know, the fear of unknown and the fear of loss, it holds people back so often from a change perspective. And like, th- that's the biggest thing. If you can kind of just put that fear where it belongs in a box and recognize that it's normal, mm-hmm. it's normal to be afraid of what you don't know, but there's probably so much opportunity if you step into it rather yes. than run from it. Yeah. No, it, and it, it's, it's just so funny because if you look back and to your point about not fixating and absorb it and just like, you know, let it, let it happen and then embrace it and, and learn about whatever the change is and incorporate it. It's just amazing because when, when you glance back a few years, you say, well, yeah, I mean, it's so much better now. I mean, this is so much better than, you know, than it was, or I don't know how I lived without doing that. Right. But if you never changed, you, you would still be back there. Like, we know, I'm not going to mention this person's name, but you and I know somebody who d- still does not have a cell phone. <laughs> I know you know who we're talking about, and I'm not going to mention the name. 
this person does not have a cell phone. And what I, and I saw him the other night. Okay, so we know it's a, a man. It's a man, but um, I'm going to be honest. I you you know who it is. Oh, yes, you know who it is. Because I, I was like, I do. Yeah. Well, the reason I'm bringing this story up, and every, and listeners, you're like, you know, like, okay, so why is this important? I know this this gentleman does not have. And by the way, he's he has his own business. You know, he can operate the way he wants to. That's why he you know he can get away with it. Doesn't have a cell phone. Well, and I know another person who doesn't use their cell phone has it because they were told to get it but they still have a flip phone and it the battery is always dead and you can never call him on his cell phone and so on and i remember both of these people i said to them you know a cell phone and, and the, this one who does not have a cell phone said well i don't want to be bothered you know people bother me and you know whatever and i have an answering machine at home so if you want me you call and leave a message at Beep. home <laughs> yeah so i said okay so basically you stopped advancing in 1985 like you chose technology in 1985 <laughs> the other guy chose technology in 2000 like with a flip phone you know before we had like android and, and iphones you chose a point in time that you were going to accept technology and not move forward anymore yeah you decided to completely stop changing after that point in time. yeah so why not pick 1965 like why not pick 1970 my point is change just happens whether you wanted to or not and you can make a choice to stick a shovel in this in and, and say this is where i stop you know so i was thinking like why isn't it i even said to him i said i remember because i'm old enough i remember I've always been a technology guy, okay? So you know that. I've always been on the cutting edge. I remember having an answering machine when nobody had an answering machine. So I go back. <laughs> so you had nobody to leave you any messages. Well, No one had a phone, but you exactly. had an answering machine. <laughs> right. So the point is, I had an answering machine, right? And nobody had answering machines. But as now an answering machine is stupid. Nobody, it, it's voicemail on your cell phone. Right. I got rid of our home phone when it became ridiculous to have a home phone and, you know, mom and I have self. So how many numbers do you need to contact me? Right. The point is sometimes people stick a, a line in the sand and they draw that sand and I'm not going to advance past this. But all all you're doing is sticking a line in the sand. An arbitrary line for, no, guess for no real reason. The tide is still going to come in and it's going to erase that line and all that stuff. And that's my point is I'm just making a silly example. Well, you just make it harder for yourself in, in saying like, well, I don't want to be found. I don't want to be bothered. Well, if you don't want to be found, turn your phone off. Yeah, but, well, but, but now when you need to call somebody, you're having to you know, beg, borrow right. and steal to find find a phone, pay exactly. phones that are not really available anymore. No, exactly. phone, you, You're talking to your customers because now I know who you're talking about and yes. I recall <laughs> I recall working with this individual and then being like hey can um I give your number to my girlfriend so they can call me and I'm like that's weird but sure <laughs> just think about that yeah and then and, you know said girlfriend is annoyed right. because she can't get a hold of you and has to call your customer to try and Correct. get a hold of you <laughs> and I know we're focusing on technology but since technology is moving so, so quickly it's a very good example well and we know and, this person won't listen no. to this because they don't have a vehicle to do so no, so. <laughs> no they don't right they, they, they don't have you know whatever so um and and I'm gonna give you one more example. I was online at the cable company. I had to get a new cable box, and I will never forget this. There was a a guy in there, and they were waiting for the their thing, and he kept complaining about cell phones. And he goes, 
yeah, you know, I used to go on long drives and, and it was quiet and I could just listen to the music and nobody bothered me. And, and this and every other reason why the phone was annoying him. And I remember I don't know the person and I was the only other person on the line and I'm just listening and listening. And I said, yeah, and when you broke down in the middle of the road, you had to wait for a police officer to hopefully come by. Could have been a few hours. You couldn't call 911 or you couldn't call for AAA. And he goes, well, yeah, that's true. And I said, yeah, and, you know, when you had work to get done and, you know, you had to get to a phone, I, if you were lost, you, you didn't have navigation. And he was like, well, yeah, that that's true. And I said, yeah, and when you were, like, stuck in traffic and you were going to be late for an appointment and the people just got annoyed with you because you couldn't let them know you were yeah that's true well <laughs> you, you bring up a really good point <laughs> so, because the whole world has moved on right the exactly. whole world everything <laughs> right. has changed around you yeah and because of that you're left behind right so it's so easy if you to look run at the from negative, the change right you get left behind correct and it's very easy to look at the negatives of things and ignore the positives and when you look at both it balances it out and it gets to your point stop fixating right just absorb it into the new and find the, the opportunity you. in it. That's correct. And you can do the same, and I'll get off technology, you can do the same with a job change. You can do the change with getting laid off. You can do the change with... Any um, any move. challenge that happens. Matter. If you right. And I think it's like, you know, sometimes it's financial changes that happen. Like I, I've heard so many people that they suffer a financial hardship and it forced them to appreciate small things that they had kind of, you know, uh, taken for granted before. Yes. And, you know... It, Nobody wants a negative change to, you know, present. Life is just funny that way. And mm -hmm. at some point you're going to, you know, at some point what goes up comes down and yeah. you've got to be able to and adapt. And what goes down comes up. Exactly. <laughs> but if you don't adapt and if you don't step into the change, it makes it a lot harder to ride the wave up because right. you will, you can dwell, fixate, and you keep yourself in that hole rather than following the normal cycle of, you know, you're going to have highs, you're going to have lows, but if you step into the the change and if you embrace it and if you look for the opportunities in it, you'll ride that wave up much sooner. So the the bottom line is stay positive, stay optimistic and roll with everything and It's a it's mindset. Great. It is. It really is. How Don't many minutes fixate. did we talk today? How long is Jim so going to be running for? About 32 minutes. So for? it looks, it appears that he's going to burn another 200 calories and walk. All two right, miles. Jim. So, Jim. so maybe we can get you. another another uh, <laughs> 200 calories for you here. <laughs> Should we just start talking about complete crap to keep him going? <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not going to. We're not going <laughs> to. <laughs> We're not going to annoy the the rest of our hundreds of listeners <laughs> for this, though. So. That's true. Thank you. But so as we, I mean, I think that we'll as we continue kind of this series on just managing change and change management. Let us know, listeners, what else do you want to hear about? What is mm -hmm. change that's impacting your life? And if you have a story of change, something you've overcome, a major shift in your life that you have found some really compelling you know, and valuable ways to approach it yourself, let us know um, yeah. if you want to yeah. be a guest or if you have some ideas to share. We would love to hear Absolutely. from you. Very good. Thank you. Wherever you are, whatever your story, thanks for spending time with us this morning. Now, go and make a difference in your world. So what are you going to do different? Well, I didn't get to tell you, but I actually changed my uh, eating habits last week after really? we talked about managing personal change. 
Well, that's good. Yeah, I, I, I planned. I bought. <laughs> I went to Trader Joe's and bought all healthy foods. I did pretty good. well until last night. Until last night. <laughs> <laughs> that's Bye, for another everybody. day. Bye, everyone.